0: When you live in a big city, sexual promiscuity is commonplace. Now, the misconception is that if you're a young woman having a lot of sexual experiences, then surely you are a deeply insecure person on an endless quest to fill an empty void. That's one small-minded micro-dick's opinion. In actuality, I have sex for the same reason any human has sex. It feels good. It's fun. It's an essential part of life's grand adventure. Okay, fine. I'll be honest, yes, at the beginning for me, sex was a byproduct of insecurity, fine. When I first moved to New York City, I was a 21-year-old virgin. The only time I got to second base was with a boy I met in Venezuela on a family vacation. Ah, Juan Carlos. I was horny and inexperienced, and I hated it. So one day, I made a decision. I'd get off my couch, turn off the Netflix, and dive headfirst into the world of sex. It was messy and challenging but then it wasn't. My friends and I lovingly refer to him as Big Dick Magician. At an impressive six foot six, he had the ability to fill a room, towering over the bar peasantry like a Jersey Shore Hercules. He had a genuine confidence, an actual salary, and eyebrows threaded to perfection by who I know was a very skilled Indian woman. We went on two dates before sleeping together and Big Dick Magician paid for everything. It was the end of our second date at a sexy speakeasy in the meatpacking district, the kind of place where each drink was named after a different famous dead person, like the May West or the Fred Astaire. Before I could finish my Clark Gable, we were making out in a cab on the way back to my apartment. Cab makeouts are my favorite thing. It's one of the only times when a man is forced to prolong foreplay. In the back of a cab, kisses are wild and passionate. Torsos touch and clothes stay on. The second you walk into an apartment, it's full speed ahead. But in the back of a cab, it's smooth sailing on a lazy river. We got to my apartment and it was a fucking hilarious sight. Here he was this tall demigod in my poly pocket sized living room. I can't quite remember what we talked about, but then again, I didn't realize how drunk I was until he literally whipped out his dick. It was huge. Whenever I drink, I gain a false sense of confidence. I think I can do anything. I am invincible. So upon seeing his monster cock, I thought, oh yeah, I can totally handle this. I'm five foot two and could not handle it. What followed can only be described as a series of spellbinding gazelle-like movements. In a count of eight, his shoes and pants vanished. A condom magically appeared on his giant penis, and before you could say presto change he was cutting me in half. Despite never fully being inside of me, he miraculously reached a tour de force climax, and I miraculously survived. With a simple wave of the hand, he removed his condom and headed towards the bathroom in preparation for the grand finale. Five minutes later, I went to go grab some water and discovered that Big Dick Magician had disappeared, fully vanished. In record time, this colossal man had put on his clothes, cleaned his mess, and left my apartment, never to be heard from or seen again. Now, had this been three years ago, I might have felt abandoned, cheated, ashamed, or any of those other feelings you're supposed to feel. But to be honest, I was so impressed. Think about it. This guy gave me dinner and a show. He practiced safe sex and had his disappearing act nailed. I was able to take him for exactly what he was, a big dick and a magician. You see, somewhere in my early 20s, sex had shifted. It was no longer this shameful act to fill a void. It was a hilarious adventure, my adventure. Hats off to you, big dick magician. I don't know how you did it, but hats off to you.